uh, as we study the life of Samuel, a prophet of the Lord. And last week we began 1 Samuel chapter number 9, and we talked about the lost donkeys when Saul was looking for his donkeys. Does anybody need a outline for tonight? It's the same as last week's. Um, I, I don't know if you have last week's or not. We just, I, I think we have a couple copies of it from last week. And uh, Saul, uh, he was looking for the donkeys for his dad. And uh, he, he had lo- they had lost them and he was looking for them. And uh, they went to go look for them and, they, f- and uh, they could not find them. And then God leads them to the man of God. And uh, it's interesting to note in this scripture uh, that we talked about in 1 Samuel chapter number 9 that they came to Ramah and they came across some ladies, who, some maidens who was there and they were able to point them to the preacher. And, uh, and then Samuel, uh, then they came to Samuel. So this is where we are in, on the back page there in verse number 10 is where we're going to pick up at. Verse number 10 of, of what, what they need to let Samuel know. First Samuel chapter number 9 and verse number 10, if you will. We'll read eight verses and then take our text from there. And uh, so here they are. They're standing before, they're standing before, or getting ready to stand before uh, Samuel. And the Lord told all the, and Samuel, I'm sorry, and Samuel told all the words of the Lord unto the people that asked uh, I'm in chapter 8, let's get to chapter number 9. And uh, you said, I don't know where he's reading at, but, but uh, let's get that right, all right? 1 Samuel chapter number 9. Then, then said Saul to his servant, Well said, come, let us go. So they went into the city where the man of God was. And as they went up the hill to the city, they found young maidens going to draw water and said unto them, Said unto them, "Is there is the seer here, and uh, which we which we already talked about in the previous in the previous chat in the previous point there." And uh, they answered them and, and and said, "He is. Behold, he is before you. Make haste now, for he came today to the city, for there is a sacrifice of the people today in the high place." As soon as ye be come into the city, ye shall straightway find him before he go up to the high place to eat. For the people will not eat until he come, because he doeth uh, bless. He doth bless the sacrifice, and afterward they eat uh, that that he be bidden. Now therefore, get you up, uh, for about this time ye shall find him. In verse fourteen, and they went up into the city and. And when they were come into the city, behold, Samuel came out against them for to go up to the high place. Now the Lord had told Samuel in his ear a day before Saul came, saying, Tomorrow, about this time, I will send thee a a man out of the land of Benjamin, and thou shalt anoint him to be captain over my people Israel, that he may save my people out of the hand of the Philistines, for I have looked upon my people because their cry is come unto me. And when Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said unto him, Behold, the man whom I speak of thee, uh, to thee of, this same shall reign over my people. Then Saul 
drew near to Samuel in the gate and said, Tell me, I pray thee, where the seer's house is. Now, letting Samuel know. If you look at this, I look at this in verse number 14. Here they come. They're looking for Samuel, and they find Samuel. There's a couple things that I see in this text that's interesting to me. One is we see in verse number 15 that the Lord had told Samuel in his ear. You know, a lot of times in the Old Testament, there were times when God would come to, let's per se, go back to the story of Moses. God came to Moses, how? In the burning bush. And I mean, there was no, there was no uh, question what God was trying to say. When God spoke to Gideon, God was able to, God was able to uh, put water on the fleece and make it dry. And God spoke specifically to Gideon. But in this text, the Bible says that God spoke to Samuel in his ear. You know what that means? Uh, to me, that means, I'm not saying that's what it means. But was, to me, that means it was a whisper. It was a quiet. It, was a, it wasn't a loud light beaming from the sky and God beginning to talk. It was a quiet in his ear. Let me tell you something. How many of you guys... Um, you go, again, look at the scripture, go to the New Testament, Acts. In the book of Acts, when the apostle Paul or Saul was riding on his horse and God knocked him off his horse, what did he do? He blinded him with a bright light, kicked him off his horse, and then told him to get up and go into Damascus to Straight Street and go to the preacher. All right, so, but God speaks in different ways. And I believe one of the things we miss sometimes because of the busyness of our life and because of the busyness of what we do, we miss the still, small speaking of God. God begins to try to speak to us, but we're too busy and we've got too much noise to hear God. And I think we've got to make sure that we pause things and we take time to be able to hear the Lord. Now, the older I have got, the more it is difficult for me to hear things. My wife is back there nodding her head big time. And uh, my kids will tell you that same thing. It's harder for me to hear things. For you, are, are you that way? Oh, yeah. The older you've got, the harder it is for you to hear, or do you have perfect hearing? No, you got bad hearing? <laughs> you got hearing aids that, that, uh, that help you to hear? He won't wear them, and he won't wear them. <clears throat> but let me ask you something. Do we, do we have trouble hearing the Lord? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. What was he going to say? Do we have trouble understanding what he's telling us? Yeah. Just like the one I was reading today. I skipped here a couple of days, but, uh, <laughs> but I caught them all. But there is meaning in all of those words. Right. There is meaning right. in every virus. And right. that I think a lot of people are guilty of, I know I am, of not getting the full understanding of what this 
what it what what it's telling me. Right. I do need to spend more time, I, I'm talking about myself, and spend more time absorbing what's being said in the Bible to us. Yeah. And it's all for us. So look. Jesus told his disciples that he also told us at the same time because we're reading it. Right. Well, let me ask you this. What do you think causes us to not hear what God is speaking to us? Preoccupation? Sin? <laughs> uh, could, uh, sin? Sin is one thing, and, and being uh, vain, uh, thinking you can figure out things your way, do things your way. Uh, thank you, uh, you got this, you know, you got this, I, I got this. Well, you don't have nothing, really, but... You're you're vain, and you think I'm. I'm I've got it. I've got it handled, Lord. You don't have to tell me what to do. What? uh, No, let me ask you this, okay? So, if sin can get in our way from listening to the Lord, um, and then thinking, you know, we're okay with that, but then also, if we are, what 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 is something that can preoccupy us that keeps us from being able to hear? What are those things? What are those things in your life that you see that preoccupy you, rather than listening to the Lord? What are those things um, that preoccupy you? We let a lot of life. Life. <laughs> life can be that way, right? Because you're busy. You maybe you work or maybe you don't work, but you've got projects that you're working on. You've got something that you're trying to accomplish on a daily basis, yes, maybe, right? So those things that we do, they do preoccupy us. They do possibly get in the way. The Bible says that we ought to lay aside every weight that doth so easily beset us. So I think that we have to make sure that we have to push pause every day to make sure that we listen to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit speaks, and the Holy Spirit speaks probably more than we know. And we've got to be willing to push pause and listen. The the Word of God speaks. The Lord speaks through song. The Word speaks through other people. God speaks through other people. Yes? We have to make sure that we are listening. Too many times, even even in conversation, and you know this to be true, even in conversation, sometimes we will find ourselves, we are carrying on a conversation, and when that person gets done talking, we have no idea what they said. Because we've listened, but we did not listen. What did he say? No, because we wouldn't listen. We We did not want to comprehend what he said. You know it? Yes. He that hath ears, let him hear. You know, we've heard that you've grown up in church. I would say as a majority of everybody that's in this room, you've been in church a lot, right? Some? How many sermons have you heard? How many times have you heard the word of God being opened and have you heard Have you applied everything that you've heard? 
See, when, when Samuel was standing there, God came and he spoke to him and said, Hey, tomorrow I'm going to send you the next king. And he's going to come. And he had to be willing to listen. And as a Christian, we need to find ourselves willing to listen. So, so let me ask you this. Uh, what can we do to make sure we listen? What do, you think, what do you think there are some things that in your life you can implement to make sure you listen to the Holy Spirit of God? You got to pray? All right. Yeah. You know what? I, to be honest, there are times that uh, I've read my Bible and I have no idea what I've read. And I have no idea. I, I've read through the chapter and even maybe even multiple chapters. And you know what? I've, I've closed it up and I said, I don't even know what I read. I, I can't even tell you one thing that the Bible said. Why? Because I don't think that I went in with the right spirit. That you have to be prepared. Even, even, even preparation and coming to church. You made sure tonight to get yourself ready, right? You combed your hair, you brushed your teeth, you fixed your beard if you have one, right? Maybe not. You did things to make sure that you were physically prepared to come to church, but did you do anything to spiritually prepare to come to church? To be able to hear what God has. Can, if we don't go expecting, can we go and get? Is that possible? What do you, I, I'm asking, I'm asking. What do you think? If you don't go expecting, can you get something when you go? Not if you don't listen. Man, that guy's preaching forever tonight, man. I think that it's time to go. Right? Mm hmm. Yeah. Oh, what you're going to do next? Mm hmm. Right, right. I'm telling you, it happened. Honestly, it happens way too often for Trenton. Yes, sir. You know, I was thinking about verse when it said that God spoke into his ear. You know, I, I think that it's, it was an intimate time. You know. But, and I, I was thinking about that today, you know, and sometimes God has a word strictly for us, and then the visuals. And I, I believe that, that God had given Samuel that, that information for him, you know, 
But thinking about the turmoil that's going on with the Philistines and all this stuff, and, and having a mind like this, I think, well, you know, there's spies in the land, so to say, you know. And if they heard, you know, an audible voice is what was being said to Samuel, you know, they'd run back, you know, and the Philistines would be prepared for it, but they wouldn't want, you know, this man to be anointed to be called God. So, you know, it just, I think that there are those times that God speaks to us. But when he does, it's meant to share and, and be aware. And that's why, you know, like you say, you know, to listen carefully and intently. You know, because there were a lot of details in, in that verse. Of, you know, you're going to meet this man. And right. This is going to happen. That's going to right. happen. Right. Know? Right. Right. You know, God told him, and then when he got there and he started asking, and they started saying, it lined up with what he had already right. been told. So right. There's a confirmation in that, and it lets us know that we did hear from God. Right. You know, right. That's what my problem sometimes is, is I'm like, God, was that you? Or is that my thinking? Right. You know, and then God, He always lets me know. But right. You know, I think it's because the devil doesn't want us to hear God. So right. He's going to do everything he can. Right. You know, try to bring a little confusion in there. And, oh yeah. You know. Right. And we let it allowing. You know, we know we don't have to. Right. Allowing to beat us up sometimes. Right. And let us not get that word from God. Right. I think it happens. I think it happens a lot. But I will say this too, though, even with that, sometimes I think we're waiting for that still small voice and the Bible's already told us what to do. Right. You know, and so we don't have to have that still small voice tell us to do something when the Bible's instructed us to do it. You know, that command in the Bible, we don't have to have, you know, I've heard, you know, I've heard people say, well, I don't have a conviction against it. Well, it really doesn't matter if you have a conviction against it if the Bible says it or not. You know, if the Bible says it, then, then I need to follow the Bible. And so we don't have to have that still small voice because God already spoke it. And so when I go to do that, then the still small voice ought to say, hey, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't go there. And we've all been there, right? Uh, we've done something and the Lord said, I, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't say that. And uh, that, that's that still small voice. We've got to make sure that we are listening to that. And it's too many times I, we just... We are trying to get to the next thing and we're trying to get to that next, that next step and we're, we've already begun to begin the next thing and we've not finished what God is, wants us to accomplish right this minute and we miss what God is speaking to us about right now. All right, any other thoughts or questions? We'll move forward. Anybody? Maybe there's an experience that you had and you said, man, if I would have listened, if I would have just waited on God, he would have spoke to me and uh, I messed up because I tried to get a hold of, uh, ahead of God. Anyway? No, nobody's ever done that though, right? All right. So we see that Samuel 
was spoken to by God in his ear. What a, what a tremendous thing that can be said. And again, like what was said, that there were specific things that God gave him. There were specific things that God told him in verse number, in verse number 16 tomorrow about this time. There was a specific time that God was going to send this man named Saul. God doesn't make accidents. There are no accidental meetings. There are no accidental uh, coincidences that things take place. God, on purpose, stuck Saul where he was looking for his his lost donkeys at that specific time in this specific area so that God would meet Saul and God would meet Samuel together. God, on purpose, did those things because God was orchestrating something to begin. So tomorrow, this time, I will send thee a man out of the land of Benjamin, and thou shalt anoint him to be captain over my people, and that he may serve, he may save my people out of the hand of the Philistines, for I have looked upon my people because their cry has come unto me. And when Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said unto him, There he is. Behold the man. There he is. There's the confirmation. I told you, tomorrow, this time, you'll see a man. There he is. There's the man I told you about. He's coming. He's coming. A lot of times, hey, God says, I want you to do it. I want you to do it. I want you to do it. See, right here. I told you to do it. He'd accomplish what he wants you to. He'd accomplish accomplish what God wants you to do. All right. Anybody have any questions or thoughts about that? Being able to see what God saw and confirmation in what God told him to do. Has there ever been a time in your life when God spoke to you and God really impressed on your heart to do something and you did it and then God confirmed it? Has there ever been a time like that in your life? As for me, yes, ma'am. Can I, I want to share a little bit about a time that I didn't listen. And uh, we were in the, my husband was in the military in South Dakota, not South Dakota. And I had never taken birth control. I had always trusted God. And I kept going to the doctors and I had four little kids, you know, and they were like, you're very young. You don't need to have any more kids. You know, they've been too fast, all this. You need to get on birth control. And God told me, no, you don't need to get on birth control. But I kept going and they kept saying, yes, you do. Well, then they started this women's health week, and I, I thought that I had started taking birth control pills. They finally, you know, pushed me against my conviction of what I should do. Because I was brought up Catholic, I was thinking that was my thinking and not God. But this whole new women's 
Health Week, and I walked everywhere. And I was living on base, and I walked to, to my appointment, and I had to stop every few feet. I mean, and it wasn't like me. I ran up and down the stairs and did all the things. I got there, and they did all this stuff, and they told me, you have pulmonary embolism. We don't know. We know they're in your lungs. I'm pretty certain there's at least three. And I was like, and come to find out, it was from the birth control pill. So I learned a lesson, and I learned to know God's voice. And but God saved me even in that, even though I didn't listen to Him. Right. Developed. I say He started that Women's Health Week just for me, for them to find those blood clots, you know. And uh, but. That's how God, you know, the, right. the Holy Spirit <clears throat> Right. And, 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 you know, that reemphasizes the idea and how important it is to make sure that we listen. Right. Um, because when it's not by accident that even God spoke to Samuel. You know, even, even yourself today, God doesn't on accident speak to you. Mm -hmm. God places something on you. God places something in your ear. I, I mean, yes, okay, let's do it. Let's listen. Make sure that we listen. Don't want to uh, not do what God's asked us to do just simply because, ah, I don't think so. Yeah. Amen. All right. Any other thoughts or questions? Um, so <clears throat> we see in verse number 17, there he was, there's the man of God, and then lastly, uh, verse number 18, look at what it says in verse 18. Uh, then Saul drew near to Samuel in the gate and said, Tell me, I pray thee, where the seer's house is. You know, and that seer is the prophet of the Lord. And so I think that one of the things that we see in this text, one of the things that I see in this is that Samuel, or Saul didn't know the man of God. Where's the seer's house? Why did he not know the man of God? Why? There's a problem. There's a problem for Saul not to have known who the man of God was. There's a problem. Why? Why didn't he know? Why in the world did Saul not know who Samuel was? Saul was the prophet. Samuel was the prophet. Samuel was the judge. Samuel was the man of God. So Samuel held a couple different positions, and Saul didn't know who he was. Why? Somebody didn't take him. Nobody Somebody didn't make sure he went to the house of God. Somebody didn't make sure that he was. He knew who the judge was. He knew who the seer was. He knew who the prophet was. How important it is to make sure our people, our family knows who the man of God is, who, where the church is, and make sure they're familiar with the place. 
You know, we, I, I, we kind of talked about a little bit of that last week, so I'm not going to continue to dwell there, but we truly need to know, our families need to know where the church is. Where's the church? Where's it at? Where can we find God? Where can we find God? Amen. All right. Any other thoughts or questions? We'll close. Right. There is false priests that's out there, and I wondered a lot of time if Samuel was looking at the wrong places, like going to the other other. Right. If he was going to the wrong place. Because we see that's what led to confusion in the New Testament. There's too many the Pharisees, Sadducees, and the. They, they just Wasn't brought up in the... Right. And I think that there's a lot of things that go on today where people don't know who the Lord is and we want to blame it on the lost crowd, but simply it's, it's here. It's us. It's, it's right here. You know, why don't they know the Lord? That's right. And you know, Samuel's sons, they were not living according to God. Right, right. And that's why God ended up allowing them to have a king was because Samuel's sons weren't doing right. It may have been. may have been. All right. Any other thoughts or questions? Amen. All right, let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for tonight. Thank you for allowing us to be in your house.